Hey everyone, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Fortnite. If you don't watch what you're doing, you're going to get smacked in the back of the head by a 12-year-old. Today on the show, we are talking about creativity. I wanted to talk about this topic for a little while. I've been sick the past two weeks, so I've had a little time to think about what I want to talk about next. I didn't record an episode for Tuesday because I've you know, i been sick and I didn't want to force it. Um, and kind of the nice thing about being sick is it kind of forced me to slow down a little bit. And um, after this, I'm going to like, you know, go sit down and drink some water and just chill out. Um, we talk about creativity in trying to define what it is and how it is something that exists within all of us and something we need to consider when we're navigating our day-to-day lives. And, uh, you know, there are plenty of people who are expressing that they don't feel like they're a creative person. And I'm here to tell you that's a lie. Stop it. Stop telling yourself these things because it's holding you back. Cut it out. Quit it. No more. I'm saying nay, nay. No more. Nay, nay. Nay, nay. No more. We're done. No more creativity. We're not done with the show. There's still a whole thing. You got to listen to it. But, you know, we're, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to, okay. We're going to hit the thing and do the podcast and listen to the show all about creativity. Let's go. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. C-Note here, a.k.a. Christian Rivera. You can find my stuff at cnote.media. I'm a multimedia designer and creative consultant. And if you have any questions about any of that stuff, you can go to cnote.media and click the work with me link and we can set up a discovery call and talk about what your needs are and all that good stuff. Uh, There's also other links to like my portfolio and social links and courses and all that other stuff. So uh, thanks for being here. Today, uh, just a quick warning. I've been sick for two weeks. I missed Tuesday's episode. I just didn't get a chance to record and I've just been really terribly sick. So I've just, I just decided to let it go. I'm just going to move on. (laughs) We're just going to record the next episode. Uh, and that's where we're at now. So today I wanted to talk about creativity what is creativity and really define it in, in the best way that I can, um, which I'm going to have a little help as well and reference a, a couple of articles while we talk uh, through this concept because we don't really think about creativity as something that's easy to define or at least, you know, it's, it's, we don't think about it in nuances enough, I think. Um, I definitely come across plenty of people who are not self-identifying as creative people or we come up with the conclusion that creativity is like an exclusive club that you have to be a part of to to be a creative person right and uh somebody will see something that someone does and they'll be like oh i'm just i'm just not creative like that i can't do that there's no way i don't like doing that or you know whatever um but creativity doesn't exist within a specific realm of creating, right? You can be creative in all sorts of different realms. And the way that I define creativity before we go forward, I like to define creativity as the willingness and desire and capability to 
put something back out into the world. And what I mean by that is that we are taking in consistent information. There's inspiration being given to us. There is life experience. There is personal experience. There is romantic experiences. There are all sorts of things that we experience as a human being that come to us and we, we get to soak in life. And I think creativity is an expression in one form or another, whether it's for ourselves or for a client, there's some expression of giving back to the world by taking everything that we've learned from the world around us and coalescing it into an action, into a form, into some sort of thing that we can give back into the world, whether it's a product or a blog or a a copywriting, uh, music, painting, graphic design, photography, video, solving a problem, UX design, you know, coding, um, anything that involves, you know, printing posters, uh, anything that's like an action that involves some sort of imagination, I feel falls within the realm of creativity because essentially creativity is taking imagination and putting action to it. That's the way that I like to look at it as well. It's like taking some sort of imagination because imagination is something that just exists exists on its own, right? Like I don't necessarily think, I think the difference between being an imaginative person and being a creative person is action, right? So I think many of us are imaginative and we can develop skills of creativity through action, In the same way that, you know, we think of athletes practicing and we think of uh, musicians practicing consistently. Creativity is something that is also practiced. You know, uh, many of us, I think when we say that we maybe are or are not creative, we may be talking about our propensity to want to be creative more so than we are talking about the ability to be creative. Because I think anyone can give themselves the opportunity to put a pen to paper and practice and practice over time and get good at it. There's an, it's an amazing how many people are talented and talented because they practice and they practice mixed with their imagination and mixed with the ability and willingness to want to do it, Right. So if you don't have a will to do it, then you're not going to get better. If you're not imaginative in any kind of way, then you're not going to have like the spark to want to put something into action. And the thing is, I think all of us are imaginative from from like we think of every child as imaginative in some form, whether it's like uh, uh, organizing something like by color co- coding or solving an imaginative problem with like trying to get one of their figures to climb up a ladder and they used other figures to create a ladder or something like that. Or, you know, they're doing all sorts of things that are considered creative acts. You know, they want to draw things. They want to, they want to draw on walls. They want to draw on things because they have no rules. They have no semblance of, of what makes, they have no restrictions, right? So they just want to, to touch and create and draw and sing and dance and just do because they're consistently learning. It's like, it's like, it's like kids don't really have a valve for what's coming in and what's going out. I don't mean that physically because that's gross, <laughs> but, which is also true, I guess. But uh, what I really mean by that is, is they don't have this valve that is filtering what's coming in and what's going out just yet, right? So they're constantly taking in cool things from the world. They're, they're watching YouTube videos or they're learning things from their parents or they're experiencing the colorful nature of toys and comic books or 
what video games, whatever they're experiencing. And they have this natural impulse to want to create and put back out into the world. They're like, oh, this cool cartoon that I want to draw. I want to, I want to, I want to create color, right? I want to put some color back into the world. I want to do this. I want to press the button, you know? And I think that's what that is for children is they have this unabashed desire to put back out into the world. And that's creativity. They have imagination, which is naturally embedded into the human psyche. And then we have creativity, which is something that comes from that natural desire to want to give back out into the world. Like kids don't understand what creativity is in terms of like having you define it and explain it. It's just, it so happens that as we get older, we complicate things or we get inundated with the industrial world of, you know, settle down, wake up, go get money, you know, go pay your bills, you know, and just kind of be a pawn, right? And a lot of that doesn't involve the typical perspective of creativity. It's not something that involves, um, you know, bright, colorful drawing things that we did when we were kids, right? There's still creativity that exists within day, our day-to-day lives, you know, sometimes having to uh, use our imaginations to come up with a different route to take or come up with a problem uh, to solve or, or solving a problem that exists within the workplace that involves maybe some imagination with like, uh, creative people management or something like that, right? There's all sorts of things that are that that involve creativity. But again, we we associate creativity with Pablo Picasso or uh, you know Georgia O'Keeffe and like artists that are just amazing and incredible. And they are just people that have an imagination and hone their craft over time. Right. And they did it specifically with that form of creativity. You know, Albert Einstein was an immensely creative person. You have to come, be creative to come up with the theory of relativity. Right. You have to imagine what's possible. You have to imagine what isn't there and, you know, what you can't see based on context clues around you and observing patterns and observing all sorts of things in nature around you and being able to put those things into some sort of action and framework, you know, like I'm sure there are people in the past that have thought some version of the theory of relativity or some abstract version of it, but Einstein was able to use continued practice and intellect and growth to, and imagination to put into action the creation of the theory of relativity for us to better understand and you know, create it to put it out into the world so that we can then build upon it, you know, and do more things with it. <clears throat> you can think of like Shakespeare and Isaac Newton and uh, Galileo and um, other writers, other creators, other uh, scientific people, other all sorts of people who are doing amazing, who have done amazing things in history and so many people who have not done amazing things in history. You know, we think of creativity as something that is I should say creativity is not not old in the sense of understanding the term creativity like creativity is something that is that is new in the public consciousness in terms of an acknowledgement of what creativity is usually creativity has had to come about through the means of practicality <clears throat> uh, the idea of 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 being creative as an individual human gift and ability and talent and practice 
has not always been acknowledged by humans that it's a human thing that we can do. You know, there have been painters in the past that typically, there's a reason that like past paintings, many, many past paintings have been about landscapes and things that exist. You know, it's also, it, it's sort of an expression of, uh, of what happened in religion um, where people would say that like, oh, you were given this gift of being able to reproduce God's creation and you put it onto canvas and that's amazing. But it's not something you imagined, right? It's not something the painter imagined, or at least wasn't acknowledged as that, right? And I think, you know, that's where you got all of these different shifts in uh, art movements, right? If we're going to talk literally when it comes to art, you've got, you know, modernism and all of these different movements, uh, abstract expressionism, impressionists, things like that, that changed the way that we typically looked at creativity and you know, I, I would argue that these were people that were starting to take personal value of creativity and being able to play outside the lines, you know, like a child would, right? And subverting all of the parental or governmental or societal expectations and continue to create unabashedly and just create amazing things in the process. You know, so we're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to read a little bit from some of these articles to kind of further express uh, this this notion of creativity. All right. Welcome back. Uh, just a reminder that I do have my Brand Blaster course available at bit.ly slash Brand Blaster. If you want to dive into personality, branding, marketing, and sales to learn all about you know getting a business off the ground and kind of understanding yourself better in the process. Um, so we're going to continue this talk about creativity in, in the way that I, I, the whole sort of beginning segment was about reminding you and telling you that creativity is not something that is exclusive to any like one type of person, right? Even if we talk about Myers-Briggs perspective, pattern recognition is something that is typically, uh, uh, is typically suited for the intuitive types, but sensors have an amazing ability to be creative as well in all sorts of different ways. Some often practical, but sometimes in, you know, typical artistic ways or playing with, you know, physical objects more than abstract expression on paintings, for example. So, that's just a loose example, but creativity as a whole is just not exclusive to any one person. And I just hear so much, uh, so many people say that I'm not a creative person. I can't do this. And you're just putting blockers on yourself before even giving yourself the opportunity to practice, to try, to learn, to test it out. Right? Like if I wanted to take up knitting and I really had a passion for it, I really wanted to do it. I could learn it. I've never knit anything in my life, but I, I believe and I know that I'm capable of doing it if I really give it my own, give it my all, right? Now, there is a degree of talent to consider in terms of where you can go, but I think, I also think it's like, it, it's not so much that in its entirety, right? Like you can, you can continue to be, to practice over and over again. Like some people, I, I guess, okay, what I'm trying to say is like, Talent might exist in a way that's going to get you a little bit further faster, right? There is some semblance of innate talent. You know, there's a luck factor sometimes too. Genetically, you're like, you know, I can't go and be an athlete 
I, I just I, I'm five foot four and I'm chubby and I've got a I've got an ankle issue. Like that's just not happening, <laughs> right? Um, you know, if you don't have a sense of rhythm uh, naturally, then you might have a much more difficult time creating music, right? If you're not uh, if you don't have a semblance of patience and focus to be able to to take time to really observe colors, observe colors really well, then you might not be able to be as distinct of a painter as somebody else. But it doesn't mean that you as a person are not capable of creating something somewhere at some time. Really, that's what it's all about, right? Just the ability to create, not so much stopping yourself from feeling like it's even possible to try and practice and do it, right? So that's really what this is all about. So I had read all of these things. Um, I'm going to try to skip ahead to some of the the, the best stuff here. There's this really good quote from uh, Sternberg and Lumbart at uh, Defying the Crowd uh, in reference to creating a, a product. It says a product is creative when it is A, novel, and B, appropriate. A novel product is original, not predictable. The better the concept and the more the product stimulates further work and ideas, the more the product is creative. And that's that idea of like I was saying with Einstein in the last segment, like he created something that was this, this idea, this notion that like modern science has been spending decades to, to expand upon and to prove and to do so much with, right. It furthers this idea of, of possibility. Creativity has that amazing, uh, possibility, you know, to do that. And, and, you know, you throw in innovation in there as well, because it's not just about emulating someone else. You know, creativity is not just about copying and pasting, right? Creativity is, of course, taking in information from everything that you experience, other people's paintings, uh, video games, you know, writings and podcasts and people's vocal tonality and, you know, all sorts of things that you're taking in. But it's really, again, the coalescence of your identity with those things that really creates new art, that creates innovation, that creates all sorts of forward moving ideas. Um, so this, this article, which is on creativity at work.com, this was like from 2014 and, um, they, they go on to describe, um, innovation a little bit. Innovation is the implementation of a new or significantly improved product, service, or process that creates value for business, government, or society. Some people say creativity has nothing to do with innovation, that innovation is a discipline, implying that creativity is not. Well, I disagree. Creativity is also a discipline and a crucial part of the innovation equation. There is no innovation without creativity. The key metric in both creativity and innovation is value creation. And that's the thing. You're taking your imagination and through creativity, through action, through creating, you're creating something valuable to someone. You're innovating on an existing idea, most likely, because you're not creating something that is completely original. It, you know, that's just not it's just not a thing. <laughs> There's just too many, too many possibilities for anything to be completely off kilter and, and original so much as it's a combination of things mixed with your identity. That is what makes it original. Does that make sense? So that both creativity and innovation together is what creates value for the world in some shape or form. And, um, so there, there's another part here later on where it sort of talks about the innovation, the the DNA of innovation in a way. So I'll just kind of uh, 
uh, I'll kind of read from this section where it says, can creativity be learned? It says the short answer is yes. A study by George Land reveals that we are naturally creative. And as we grow up and we learn to be un as we grow up, we learn to be uncreative. Creativity is a skill that can be developed and a process that can be managed. Creativity begins with a foundation of knowledge, learning, discipline, and uh, mastering a way of thinking. You can learn to be creative by experimenting, exploring, questioning assumptions, using imagination, and synthesizing information. Learning to be creative is akin to learning a sport. It requires practice to develop the right muscles and a supportive environment in which to flourish. <clears throat> Studies by Clayton M. Christensen and his researchers uncovered the innovator's DNA. Your ability to generate innovative ideas is not merely a function of the mind, but also a function of five key behaviors that optimize your brain for discovery. Number one is associating, drawing connections between questions, problems, or ideas from unrelated fields. Number two, questioning, posing queries that challenge common wisdom. Number three, observing, scrutinizing the behavior of customers, suppliers, and competitors to identify new ways of doing things. Scrutinizing is ideal there. And I, I want to touch on that for a second. Scrutinizing is important because <clears throat> I hear so many people or see so many people trying to ask other people to tell them what they need to put out, what they need to do. That is not for your audience to tell you what to do. It is for you to scrutinize the behavior of your customers, suppliers, and competitors to identify new ways of doing things so that they can, you're solving a problem oftentimes that they didn't know that they had because you're observing patterns and behavior to be able to solve that problem for them, right? They're often not even going to be aware of what, what problems they need solved or what visuals they need or what product they want from you, right? So number four, networking, meeting people with different ideas and perspectives, uh, which is amazingly important because like the whole thing about innovating and creating and being quote unquote original is being exposed to new ideas, to new people, to new things all the time. Right. And I hope that's why you listen to podcasts. I hope that's why you watch YouTube videos. I hope that is why you are a creator so that you can have new opportunities to meet great people and explore different ideas and see different perspectives and take that coalesce it and then want to create as a result and then number five experimenting constructing interactive experiences and provoking unorthodox responses to see what insights emerge right you have to be willing to poke at things you got to be willing to experiment to throw it out there i put out an email to my list recently that was about <laughs> it was called create then calibrate because there's so many times that we get caught up in this feeling of, of being scared to create something that we're going to die. If we throw an idea out there, if we throw a photograph that we took out there into the world and no one's going to like it, no one's going to care. Um, or even worse, someone's going to scrutinize us and tell us off and I don't know, come knocking on our door and the U S marshals are going to take us away. Right. We act as if that's the case. Um, but no, that's not at all the case. You need to create, then calibrate. Create things, experiment, throw it out there into the world. <clears throat> and then see what comes of it. As a result of that, you know, constructing interactive experiences and provoking unorthodox responses to see what insights emerge. 
And then finally, Sir Richard Branson has a mantra that runs through the DNA of Virgin Companies. The mantra is ABCD, always be connecting the dots. Creativity is a practice, and if you practice using these five discovery skills every day, you will develop your skills in creativity and innovation. Um, So there's all sorts of other things about myths of creativity, which I think I'm going to do another episode on that entirely uh, about uncovering and sort of talking about the myths of creativity uh, which are very similar to what's going on in some of these articles as well. So uh, I think there was one more thing that I'm, I'm looking for in one of these articles to kind of expand upon. And uh, no, I think that's really it. I think that's fine. I think we covered the topic in, um, you know, in kind of an introductory kind of way <laughs> that uh, I think is really important to let you guys know that if you're trying to be creative or you're just starting in your career or you're pivoting and you're trying to do a new thing that first of all, it takes practice. It's going to take time and it's going to take some doing, you know, you can't just think about what it is that you want to do. You have to put pencil to paper as uncomfortable as that's going to be because you're going to be scrutinizing yourself the entire time. Oh, this isn't good. This isn't great. Really don't think about it the entire time. Create the thing you're going to create. Look at it afterwards and be like, okay, instead of saying this is bad, think, okay, what can I do better next time? Or how can I improve this? Or what are some new ideas that I can take from this thing and, and put into some sort of new endeavor, right? And then there's the other concept of essentially realizing that creativity is not exclusive to pencil to paper, right? It's about solving problems. It's about finding ways to navigate the world and give back to the world in ways that we know how. Sometimes that's giving a speech. Sometimes that's leading a ministry. Sometimes that is starting a podcast. Sometimes that is just having conversations with people and giving them advice. Sometimes that is writing a poem. Sometimes that is coloring in a coloring book, you know? (laughs) It doesn't have to be this unique new expression of something. Sometimes creativity is just about the practice of coloring, right? There are colorists out there that are doing amazing work and they are adding to something. They're not creating something completely original. And that's kind of like the third piece that I think is really important is that when you're creating, don't focus so much on being completely original. We're trying to put patterns and pieces together. There's going to be things that look like other things sometimes. And that's just a part of the process, right? And as you start to create and you start to combine your imagination with your identity and you really start to create, that is really when you start to innovate and you start to create really interesting products or really interesting ideas or you know do interesting work for your clients that really sing and really start to stick out and really start to be something that feels like something that's yours. Even though it's an amalgamation of all of your experiences, it brings your identity along for the ride. Does that make sense? So I, I hope that was... I hope that made sense. I, I'm way happy with this episode. <laughs> I thought about doing this this morning and I just did a little research and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is a really important topic. And something I'm working on for me as part of my creative expression is to be a little bit more authoritative because I think in the past with this show, I've been really careful to not want to be preachy and I'm not here to tell you what to do. But I'm also an expert in my field. You know, I understand creativity. I've been a graphic designer for 18 years. I've been a multimedia designer for 18 years. And I know how to navigate aspects of business and jobs and creating things. And I've been in ruts over and over again. I've gone in 
ebbs and flows so many times. And I'm with an amazing creative person who is also going through plenty of her own things. And she's also starting to soar in different ways. And she's going to do all sorts of different things. And we expose each other to different ideas all the time. So having that support is incredibly important as well. But I want to be supportive to you in the way that I can give you new insight. And the only way I can give you new insight is to be a little bit more direct and be a little bit more assertive about it and suggest to you that if you're identifying as a non-creative person to stop it, you give something to the world. At some point in your life, you've given something back to the world. And that's an incredibly important point. It is important for you to consider for your self-esteem, for your self-confidence, for who you are as a person, that you have given something back. Even if you were just a kid coloring something in, even if you have decided to go to work today and you know take care of customers, you've given back. You know there's some creativity within that usually that you can figure out. Sometimes cooking a meal for yourself is a creative act, right? So. I want you to think about that. What are the things that are going on throughout your day that are creative acts that you maybe don't consider are creative? It's just something that you do that you've gotten used to and make yourself aware of it because if you can make yourself aware of how amazing you are as a creative human being, then you'll create such a greater sense of value for yourself and you'll be willing to explore and do other creative things. So that's what I want for you. And that's why this show exists. So, all right. I'm done talking. My throat's killing me. Uh, I need to go lay down. I need to eat some food. I haven't eaten today because I've been intermittently fasting and it's kind of a nightmare, but it's great. Uh, it's worked in my past, so I'm trying it out. <laughs> um, and it's, I don't know. It's helping with my assertiveness, too, because I'm a little grumpy. <laughs> I want some food. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Um, I hope you guys like this episode. If you want to leave some love, follow me on twitter and facebook or and uh instagram at let's go c note leave me some love there or hit me up at anchor.fm slash dopamine and uh, leave me a voice message rating and review rating or and or review on any platform would be amazing and if you have a friend who is stuck in a creative rut please send them this show um i've also been recently inspired by andy j pizza of the of creative the creative pep talk podcast he is absolutely amazing he's really leveling up his work and always pushing forward and being more deliberate and bringing some really great people onto his show and just doing some of the best work of his life that he's he said that he's doing and i totally believe him you know and uh he's just an inspirational guy that is giving me inspiration to do to be a little bit more assertive and talk to you more directly about this stuff and not beat around the bush and not be like oh, i don't want to like make you feel weird it's okay you should feel a little weird <laughs> we're gonna get weird it's cool it's gonna be a good time so thank you for being here that's it i don't think i have anything to promote anything else to promote <laughs> um yeah dopamine.teachable.com is where like the Myers-Briggs thing is and I've got a, a summit coming up soon but I don't have details for how to promote that yet so that's coming but uh, appreciate you guys take care of yourselves and each other and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine see ya hey you beautiful human thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show I really really appreciate it if you really love this show leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast you can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses but um, with that we'll catch you next time see you guys later <laughs>